welcome back to Living with the In-Laws. This is your hostess, Sammy. I hope everyone had a great weekend, and this is podcast number three. In my last podcast, I talked about how we would be discussing today how the mother-in-law would always take care of your spouse. In this situation, I actually changed it because I have a guest speaking today with us, and her name is Tammy. So I just wanted to say, hello, Tammy. Hi. So Tammy and I will be talking about holidays with the in-laws, and I will give you my pros and cons of dealing with in-laws during holiday seasons, and Tammy more has a positive in-law stories than I do, so we'll be discussing that. So Tammy and I have known each other pretty much our whole childhood lives, (laughs) Um, and we can relate to a lot of what's going on with people dealing with in-laws. So in my relationship, I have known my spouse for in-laws for over a decade now. Tammy, how long have you known yours? For eight years. Eight years. That's a long time. So we have a lot of experience, not as many as I'm sure some of you have, maybe 20 years, 30. Well, go ahead and share those stories with us. So the majority of us have spent holidays with our families, and we either have a toxic relationship or a positive relationship. And today we're going to talk about Tammy's positive relationship with her in-laws and my toxic relationship with mine during the holiday seasons. When the holiday seasons come around, I used to love and enjoy it with my family, but as marriage has progressed and then you get to know your in-laws a lot more, it becomes painful. <laughs> right, Tammy? Well, not for you because you're the po- positive <laughs> side. <laughs> but um, I just haven't not enjoyed holidays as much and Mainly because I feel like my in-laws have ruined those for me. I, in some ways, um, I I feel pressured a lot. Um, I feel pressured because we always have to host the holidays, either at our house. They will not do it, which I, I see why hosting can be a pain. But when it's your mother-in-law's own siblings who are coming Um, it can be rough because it's not really your family members or brother and sister-in-laws. It's like them, but it's also your mother-in-law's siblings. So it's a lot of people who are coming, and I feel like, um, why not host it yourselves, right? Tammy, do you ever feel that way? What's your positive side side of hosting? You probably enjoy it. You guys never fight. You guys take turns or what? Um, so, yeah, usually we take turns on holidays, like for Christmas, we go through the siblings, and the oldest, we start with the oldest, and they are in charge of the Christmas that year, and so they usually host it at their house, and then the ne- it goes to the next sibling the next year, and they host it, and so forth. See, and that's nice, because there's so many, we have so many siblings, like in-laws, but no one wants to host it because their house um isn't really caught kept up well enough um or it can't really contain kids like some of my husband's siblings houses are kind of bachelor pads so they we know we're not going to do it there so it's just basically me my sister-in-law but who do christmas or thanksgiving and we always have to take turns but the mother-in-law never wants to do it so it's very stressful as you can imagine and with my mother-in-law it's her wanting us to have these parties like it's her idea like hey we're gonna have this party at your house like it has to be our house it can't be her house so it's her idea so it should be her hosting it I feel like 
Um, with that, if you are the person hosting, you are required to have the whole meal planned. Like, you have to have the main courses. Um, so I feel like that's stressful, too, in that situation. How is it for you, Tammy? So usually in our family, we um, the person hosting does the main course, and then we send out a text of what the main course is, and then everybody else um, chips in to bring a side or salad or dessert. And that's just kind of how we do it. So it's funny. Like, I have done that, like, where I sent out, like, sides to help. And then when I have them bring something, they end up bringing, like, hey, I, this is what I'm making. Like, I'm making ham, potatoes, green beans. And then it ends up, they bring the same food. So everything you spent, like, this last Thanksgiving, I'm not even kidding. I spent nine hours in the kitchen. I made yams like from scratch and I made potatoes I made rolls homemade rolls and um I made the tur we made the turkey we had three turkeys this year um and I was like don't worry about bringing anything it's all there and guess what they brought everything I made and none of my food got touched <laughs> and so like I mean like it was nice of them um the, like my sister-in-law but I was just like you did all that work and you told them what you were making and it just kind of it kind of got ruined, like, I don't know. And then Thanksgiving's always good to have leftovers because you can always make casseroles. Is it too much food for you? <laughs> but I love leftovers. I hate when you, too. like, and then, like, even if you send out a list, right, uh, do they even follow it half the time? Because mine never follow it. They end up not showing up or they text you, like, hey, I forgot to bring this. And then it's like, oh, okay. like. So usually they suggest what they're bringing and then so it. And they send it in the group text so everybody knows what that person's bringing so we don't have duplicates. Yeah, group text is good that way, I think. I've also had times where if my sister-in-law or somebody else is hosting and they're like, oh, bring a, a side, a dessert or chips or any side and you bring it. And then they're just like, oh, why are you bringing um, like salad to a barbecue? Who eats salad at a barbecue? Or... Like, I've made a dessert for Thanksgiving. It was a ch carrot cake cheesecake. And my brother's like, brother-in-law would not eat it because he didn't feel like it was related to Thanksgiving. <laughs> I thought that was, like, over the top. But I've had situations like that all the time. Like, Cinco de Mayo, and we have, we're hosting that. And, you you know, you make something. Like, well, we're not going to eat that because it's not related, <laughs> related to the holiday. It's I like, love oh. cake for Thanksgiving. I am not a pie person, so I would have definitely eaten your cake. <laughs> That's too bad. You should have come to our Thanksgiving. <laughs> and then to top it off, you have everything ready. It's ready to go. Hey, we're eating at 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. Everyone be here at this time. Be here at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. We always have that family member who shows up an hour later. And so the food's gone or you made too much food and you're ready, waiting for them to show up. And then they're like, oh, we're not hungry. Let's it be happens. honest. We all have that family member. <laughs> we do. We do. It's terrible. Oh, I hate it. So another topic is presents. I don't know about you guys, but Christmas or birthdays, like holidays or any of that big stuff you celebrate, I hate it. Because either it's not big enough, you don't have enough, um, or you're your in-laws outdo you. I mean, like, I've always felt like Christmas, I've never got much, and I always got what we needed growing up. I don't know if that's how it was for you, Tammy, but we always got what we needed. 
So, like, for Christmas, I'll buy, like, my kids a few things. I'm like, I think that's great. They don't really need anything. No, my my husband and my in-laws are like, oh, it's all about the presentation. Like, you have to have it bigger and better every year. And then just, like, it gets overwhelming. Even, like, birthdays. It's like, I just got a couple of gifts, you know. Like, I don't feel like we need that much. And it's not enough. And, like, my in-laws always say, like, go out of their way because if I didn't get something, my daughter wanted it. Like, something she never even wanted until she saw it. They have to go out of the ring and get it. And I just feel like, you kind of feel like crap. Because it's like, you worked hard and you thought you were getting your daughter or your kids, your sons or something special. Like, you're like, oh, I know they're going to love this. And then your parents or your in-laws always outdo you in your presence. You always feel like, ter terrible. Like, kind of like a pit in your stomach. I don't know. That's how I always feel in those situations. <laughs> so, so one of the great for joining I've me learned today is because I know my in-laws always now get a better present you can do for or the holiday a big season with the, the in-laws. I know one of them being to not sit down with your spouse and share how each of you or like as many presents because they know they're going to be Try and include all the holiday, anniversary, birthdays, other celebrations that you guys what, um, know how you do are. together. Um, um, so my in-laws usually just ask. Um, the day you met, you guys celebrated. Who knows? So try and develop an expectation of how the holidays should be spent. And that's why you have or, a better in-laws. Um, so you don't have anyone's feelings or disagree right? with others. <laughs> personality differences, other limitations, disagreements <laughs> aren't just going yep. to disappear. Just because a change in the calendar date comes up, you have to be prepared. Um, once you write and talk about these holidays, try and agree on how you can establish your own holiday traditions. Uh, we've we worked through that, and I think it's always hard between. Um, I know one. My husband will never go to Christmas with my in-laws, my parents, because he likes to be here. And we've kind of made other arrangements, like okay, fine, we'll do Thanksgiving with my parents, or like we try and rotate it. Um, I think for us, like we have it easier because we don't live out of state from our in-laws. We live down the road from our in-laws and we live about 20 minutes away from my parents so we are able to kind of do both for the holidays because usually they're at different times so we've been able to kind of do both and it's been nice for us since we live so close to both so try and balance and be fair with each other um honestly you're gonna hurt somebody's feelings uh it can even be your own spouse <laughs> like because you want to go up for a different holiday but just just be fair um, be flexible. Flexibility can help avoid hard feelings when yours and your in-laws um, ask you to do something. It's a lot easier for you and your family to change holiday plans than for in-laws to adjust what's been important to them for so long. So just kind of make up, like if you're trying to schedule your holidays out, just plan it on a year out. Like sit down before the new year. Plan the new year and make your arrangements then so you're not intruding on anyone's holidays. When you are starting these these new holiday traditions with your new family, you and your spouse, um, talk about how you spend them as a kid and which parts you enjoyed. Like, what were those uh, when you were a kid? What have you changed since then for your traditions? Well, we've changed some things just because now we have our own kids. So we kind of like to do our own little traditions with our own kids. And we've kind of combined um, traditions that we liked in our childhood and used those traditions with our kids as well. That's good. <laughs>
because you're mixing it up. You're starting a new family. So um, talk about your parents and other relatives you may wish to be involved with more. Try to be open to the desires of each of the family members, but do not be controlled by them. I feel like that's a very key point. We all felt pressured of like, oh, we need to be there because my mom wants us there. She's she's waiting for us to be there. Like, it's in her list. But don't be controlled by them. Like, say, hey, this is my family. This is where you need to set a boundary. Like I said, I always talk about boundaries in my podcast because they're important. Um, <clears throat> express this points to your spouse. It's crucial so he can let his parents know what your plans are. And they know ahead of time. Like I said, sit down a year before and just plan it out. Right? Right. All right. Thanks for listening to us. Please comment and I hope to hear from you guys. Thanks for listening in. Please comment below. Um, please join us on the next podcast. It would just be me. I will be talking about how visiting your in-laws and how the mother-in-law wants to baby the spouse. Mm-hmm. So tune in next time and listen. Thanks. Thank you.